With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 213. As always, I'm your host, Mike Martin, joined by the Bill Murray and Chevy Chase of L.A., Jesse and Alex. Oh, bitter enemies. Bitter enemies. Bitter enemies that were... And actors I know. ...pitted against each other from the very start, occupying the same place on SNL. I don't like this, because I'm Chevy Chase. Like, right? There's no way Alex is Chevy Chase, so that makes me, by default, Chevy Chase. And I don't like that. You're Chevy Chase. You're Chevy Chase, like... There was you're never like, a good Chevy Chase. No. There's no winning here. <laughs> you're, like no the winning. Young, you're like the young version no. of Chevy Chase on Community. No. <laughs> Just I don't win. There's no winning. You, no they winning. hated him mean? on Community. He's There's a, no winning here. He, he was a terror in real life, but he was funny on the show. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help. separate the art from the artist kind of thing. Fletch, right? No. Everyone still hated him. He was kind I've of never seen Community, though. Time. I have heard Community's great, but I've never seen it. It's, it's a show. I expect you not to have watched most things. So when you yeah. say I haven't seen no, I it, there's yeah. nothing about that that surprises me anymore. No, good. We we have that's called growth, Jesse. Congratulations. I don't know that it is, but <laughs> Well, we missed that's you just... last week, Jesse. We missed yeah. you. We had a Davis in your seat. Beautiful. And it, Beautiful. And it was uh, you know, I don't know, less argumentative than usual, I guess. Well, well, it was also cause... a listener story. It was also a listener yeah, story. Yeah, it was a listener story episode. Okay. So, nice right. so there were no right, wild good, good. claims made. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Davis is a good guy. He, you know, cares what other think, like other people think, and he's like a friend to everyone, and he's like a nice, kind soul. And me? Bitter. Bitter and old <laughs> and spiteful. Hollywood has roughed you up too yeah. much. Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> full, 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 full circle. You made the argument for yourself. And speaking of circles, why don't you circle on up in the wagon train and head over to patreon.com slash pod where not only can you get Discord access, ad-free episodes, bonus minisodes for every episode, video minisodes if you get high enough. Rotten Popcorn, our brand new podcast where we watch movies that everybody should. I take that, though, as like either you get high enough in the tiers because you pay enough money or you get so high you just start visualizing you just start what we might look like. start seeing us in video. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Mathis is still trying to convince us to watch a Neil Breen movie, and we have successfully dodged it so far. Uh, digital art from Mel, the coolest goddamn posters of all time. Uh, the freaking tier where you get all our merch for free that's a good tier and if you're out there and you uh have a lot of of your daddy's money if you drop ten thousand dollars <laughs> jesse will actually believe in aliens starting believe. tomorrow starting moment of if you if you fulfill that 10k a month tier that's what you get this is how politicians are born minute that check clears i'm like i just want to tell you about how much i love aliens and how real they are 
You're going to change the whole course of the show. <laughs> yeah, you would just change everything for a month. Uh, we can't talk about the aliens right now, man. It'll take up the whole goddamn episode. Even we'll more get things there eventually, happened. very soon. The Pentagon put amendments forward that basically say, okay, but you can't look at any of our stuff. And it's just like frustrating. And it's just, and the, oh, and the vote into the Senate passed 73 to 25, which is pretty interesting. It was pretty bipartisan. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe in the mini show today. Uh, today, though, which was supposed to be a JFK episode, I, uh, <laughs> I have to get this off my brain. I'm sorry. It has to, I have to flush it out of my system. I got introduced to this thing and I just, I lost over a week to try and to like learn about it. Where, how this goes. I just, wait, 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 (sighs) wait. Should I know what we're doing today? Is this something I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say one word to you and I don't even think you're going to know what it means and it won't even matter. Okay. I, we did talk about it in text, but you were in the UK and busy and like making a video game. This is not, this is also not a real thing. Like this, this is not like, (laughs) yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, and we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. It is well, not a real thing. I'm not, uh, the, I'm not saying Alex that. Is saying I, it's not real. It if just, you're it's saying so, it's not real, I wouldn't be surprised if you hadn't heard of this. Is all I'm saying. It's not yes, like that's correct. All right. You yeah, might all have right. heard of aspects of it though. So the book's name. Well, let me just put. Let me just say this. Terra Infinita. Have you, does that ring a bell, Jesse? Do you know what Terra Infinita is? No, but it sounds like an RPG from 1996. You are. Uh, thank God, and you are correct. I'm so glad you don't know what this is. It, it's weird. Okay. Okay. So. I came across. Wait, why do the two of you know what this is? Because I was I was forced to learn about this. Why were you forced to learn? This is like on fire in certain circles of TikTok right now. This T- book. Time out. No, time out. Why were you first to, forced to learn? TikTok introduced it to me. And then I was like, wait, what? And then I it was done at that point. My ADHD locked in and I just I had a special interest for a week. So let me get this straight. The algorithm, stupid bro. people on yep. TikTok, and I'm gonna assume stupid people because oh this god, they're so already dumb. Already has the vibe of like when this someone on TikTok Jesse, makes Jesse. a 20 minute explainer about how again, my favorite one is this woman who for maybe 40 videos tried to convince the internet that the Roman Empire wasn't real. Dude, I had a crazy Karen looking crazy bitch on TikTok holding this okay. book up. And without, she clearly didn't try to fact check it, but th- she, this is like her Bible now. And this is all that matters to her. And this well, is the reality of it. This is I insane fucking wait. shit. So this is the book, <laughs> Terra Infinita, Extraterrestrial Worlds and Their Dude. Civilization. The story told by the woman who was born in the land behind the ice walls, Jesse. Whoa. This is, <laughs> this is, Whoa. Uh, what did you just say? We are so out there. I'll give you one more time. Listen carefully. Patreon.com slash IlluminatiPod. Exactly. Terra Infinita. Extraterrestrial worlds and their civilizations. The story told by the woman who was born in the lands behind the ice walls. Okay. Aliens. And then a woman born behind. So in my mind. Yeah. What 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 does this title conjure up for you? Yeah. Yeah. No. See, here's the thing. I, too, have been on TikTok. So I think (laughs) I know where this is going. Yeah, probably. But I'm not sure. So have you seen the picture? No, I haven't. I'll seen give any you the pictures. picture of the map here. I've got one on. on, on oh, I don't the want to look here. at it yet because I'm no, gonna no, make no. an Don't look at it yet, right but I'll now. put it in there. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So a lot of the flat earthers that exist, their whole thing is that around the edges of the world, the Arctic and Antarctic are not continents or uh, you know like glaciery North Pole bits. They are in fact walls around which the flat earth exists now i guess that is the newest version of you'll fall off the edge of the earth kind of thing except you can't get past them because there's these walls so this woman 
is saying, or I guess the author of this book is saying, that she is from beyond the walls, mm-hmm. and outside those walls are where all the aliens are, in which case, yeah. I am so ready for this episode. <laughs> when this book came in and I started reading it, I then realized this is the second book of, like, three. And the first book is about her father, a man by the name of William Morris, who was no. an explorer and oh. discovered these places on his own in, like, the early 19, like, 40s, I think it was. Um, so just so you know, these books are written by author Claudio Nacelli. Uh, on the back of the book, he has his YouTube channel linked, his Instagram oh, okay. channel link. Okay. So, so are, the woman on TikTok was talking about Claudio, who is the dude who wrote the books. The woman on TikTok was talking about the book that Claudio wrote, but the book is told from the perspective of the daughter of William Morris, the man who first found it, according to this man. Why is it so? Why does it have to be so complicated? Exactly. Just so that you just so that you break from reality instantly. Yeah. It's like uh, it's <laughs> like no House problem. of Leaves when it's like, OK, this story is inside of a screenplay that I found inside of the story that you're reading yeah kind of idea i I just am excited for us to get to the point where where the disc balanced on the elephant that's balanced on the turtle that like you know i mean you're oddly has like five balls and each of the balls is one of the dragon balls and oddly not even that far off couldn't be closer to the truth yeah Yeah. um So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about specifically William Morris and his discovery of this place. I hate that his name is William Morris. Yeah, it's, it's throwing me for a loop, too. We're gonna, but we'll start with talking about Helen here uh, to begin to lay a foundation of this world. But Jesse, to answer your question, it is that conspiracy theory, right? This is like classic Chiluminati, like episode three or four. We're doing hollow earth, hollow moon kind of nonsense. So you take that idea of flat earth surrounded by an ice wall, except beyond the ice wall, there is more earth out there. There's oceans and countless continents that belong to random different civilizations, some extraterrestrial, some terrestrial. Some have been around longer than we would imagine. And it is to some uh, a flat earth. But there are those who believe the earth is actually much larger and all these plants, these things exist on a larger earth. And it's just our domed, quote unquote, existence. Open your third eye, Jesse, is all we know. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, what is the mm-hmm. stars then? Are we going biblical where it's like... Oh, space is still exists. Space, space still exists, but it's just not Wait, what we've been told it is. but how does the Earth exist in space? Well, it's, it's flat. But in space, gravity, like, the reason why everything's spherical is because of gravity. No, no, no. No, no, no. See, the things that you're getting, uh, that we're seeing of humans in space, are people on sound stages, green screens, invisible wires, and thousands or millions of dollars worth of production. Okay, I'm back in. Let's do this. Let's go. I like it. It's really easy once you once you just decide that, the you know, there, nothing is, n- none of the facts are there. And this is like... Some evil cabal is in charge of keeping us in the dark, is what you're saying. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. We'll talk about what, who or what is keeping it in charge. Now, before Why we do even- I feel like it's going to be like a little bit racist? <laughs> you know, it's just like whoever's doing it, it's a little bit racist. This is the shit, by the way. And another reason I'm doing this, other than the fucking insanity, this is the shit that people just pick up without question. And this leads down, as Jesse may have just pointed out, a very particular and evil path. Because it's really fucking easy when it's presented in such a way and you just don't feel like thinking at all. 
I mean, honest to God, that's the real talent of these people. They just don't I mean, have it, it to comes think. down to the fact that a lot of people are looking for stuff to believe in. Absolutely. And looking for things to explain the world. And for sure, right now, we're at a point in civilization where, like, religions of the past are a little, like, falling out of favor with many people, especially in more Western civilizations. And so when you don't have, like, that to fall back on, because remember, through much of Western history, life sucked, but they were like, yo. It may suck now, but when you die, yeah. heaven, baby. Oh, yeah. And now as people are, like, moving away from that, they're latching on to other things to try to make sense of an insane existence. I wouldn't and do that And when you don't have the though. patience or the thought to be like, okay, well, maybe we don't have it all figured out. And, you know, scientists, they present an answer, but then their answer's wrong six months later, maybe. That, to you, isn't solid enough. And so you end up here, I guess. And, frankly... I'm ready. I'm ready to I think it's to... just I think it's just hard, you know, to look at the way the world is and avoid problems the way that we used to and the internet and, and global communication changed our living, period. And and so more than just answers this time, I feel like part of it is like I feel like the craziness of it kinda like kinda like is makes it like yeah. you want you don't want just knowledge, you want like the, the secret, secret knowledge. Oh my that god, everybody's yeah, exactly. You want the secret knowledge yes. that everybody that nobody's willing to believe because it's too crazy, but it's true. Well, I just like, want you to know this is the truth. This is the damn truth, boys. And like, we're like read it, it. It's also a thrill. It's the reason why Q took off so much. Is 100%. that uh, people at you know, especially like in the in the like I'm at home and I got nothing going on time yeah. period. That's especially me during right COVID. Now. <laughs> yeah, people <laughs> people are just like I want to be a part of something. And when you, it's like, do your own research and that kind of stuff. It is say. literally, they love that kind of shit. Cause it, it, it absolutely makes you feel like you're, you've uncovered something and you're part of something and you know, and other people don't. And I, yeah, I understand it. I get it. It's the same reason why educated people, like people who are very educated, like extreme, like double PhD, they all have this little bit of like, I'm a little smarter than you. And I oh, yeah. say you it's go? the exact same thing, except the opposite end where they're just in crazy town, but they're like, I know things you don't know. And that's why you're dumb. Yep. Exact same vibe. Literally. I agree. And uh, just, you know, to, to put it out there, the books uh, written again by author Claudio Nacelli. He goes by a uh, Nos Confundin, um, which is Latin for those who confuse, I believe, uh, if I if I remember correctly. His YouTube channels, Nos Confundin, Instagram, all that good stuff. Now, I'm not I'm not saying he is, but there's a lot of evidence this man is a con man making a lot of money off of something that might have already existed mean? a long time ago. But that required another little bit of research that these people didn't want to do. But I'm here for you. If you are one of those people who stumbled across this, maybe you came across this episode because you're deep in the hole of Terra Infinita and you believe it. I beg of you to stick around. Listen to this. Let us uh, let's go deep, deep, deep and see where this may have even originated. And then afterwards, if you hear this episode, you're like, you know what? No, oh, fuck these guys. I still believe. Dude, I wish I could join you in your mystery fantasy land. Have a good time. I wish you the best. This book is fucking <laughs> crazy. Before we even get to page one, Jesse, I'm going to read this little thing for you. Uh, I linked you the map. You're welcome to look at the map now. And I want you to know. Okay, I'm looking. Get the, oh, yeah, once, it literally, I've D &D actually played on RPG yep. campaigns that look like this. Yep, yep, exactly. Let me just send you really quick as a follow-up to that image. I'm just going to send you an image of the DC universe. Okay? <laughs> yes, please do, please do. <laughs> So it's what's the crazy same about thing. this? It's the same <laughs> thing, dude. That's so funny. <laughs> you know what's great about that is in the DC universe there is that sort of wall that no one can penetrate. Yeah, the wall of like souls or whatever you told me about. Well, there's all kinds of walls. Yeah, 
So, so really quickly, for those who don't see this 178 worlds under the oh, Great man. Dome, there is a dome of ice that surrounds many other smaller worlds within many other domes. And again, it is straight up just like Planeswalker shit. Yes. It is... There's domes that look like Earth. This is the Baldur's Gate 3 map. Yeah, there's domes that look like fiery worlds. There's icy worlds, and there's all these different things. And it's kind of like when people explain the multiverse, and they use the example of bubbles, and all these yes. bubbles pop up. And so, it, it, like, looking at the top of, if you, like, put cream in your coffee and stir it real quick, like the top mm-hmm. of that, and the little bubbles that form, it, it looks like that. It's fascinating. It, again is every single RPG campaign map I've ever seen in my entire life. It looks like the type of universe where they want the freedom to, like, not cross over if they don't want to, but, like, (laughs) they also can if they need to. It's like there's barriers between everything to keep it tidy for, like, the single issues, like the, like, Batman the book, but, like, Justice League, you know, maybe can cross into the other ones. It's also got some uh, great tie-ins with previous things. Like there's Nibiru. Like it has all the all the hits are here. I like it. I mean, there's a lot there. You, what, I, I would imagine Jesse seeing this map, you might be like wondering, well, how the hell? If these are so secret, how did we get this map? Like, how do we know of these lands if they're hidden away from our common? Well, she eye? came from beyond. She came from beyond the wall. I mean, like it's written in the book. Actually, you'd be wrong. What? <laughs> what? The map was provided by navigator and Helen's father, William Morris who first obtained it from Shiki, the giant human, on his visit to the moving lands of Toth. That is written by Jack Kirby, and you can't trick me. That is real. That is from 1962. The moving lands of Toth? That shit's fire. I love it. That's The moving lands of Toth. Great A fantasy. That's Marvel Comics, 1962. (laughs) Jack Kirby solo book. Just trying out some wacky ideas. Big blocky art. That's what it is. The giant human? Come on. I, I know. It's phenomenal. Dude. It's a Jorge Luis Borges short story. So I'm going to just open up this with just a little bit of Helen's day-to-day life and uh, talk about, I think it becomes pretty apparent, if this is true to how she lives her life, why she maybe fantasized about living in this, that her father was an amazing person, or why Claudio maybe wrote such a fictional, fantastical story if his life is indicative of this. Uh, so let me just read a little bit of it, and you're going to see, I think it's going to become pretty obvious. 9.15 a.m. marked the clock in the suffocating and sad gray room. My eyes barely opened and they somehow tried to give me an overview of where I really was. I must admit that every day I find it more difficult to adapt to this world. My mind takes minutes to realize that I am back in the walled lands, where my ancestors have walked long ago. I found a rolled up newspaper on the door that said June 22nd. That's how they count the days here. Each one faithful That's to- That's such a- <laughs> I know, bro. I know. She's acting like she's a stranger to the entire like world and society. And she's like, anyway, I found a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how they track the days here. Each one faithful to the to their so pigeonholed grid where it seems that nothing can get out of the script, that mundane script that they created for the forced partners of this abyss, dark and sinister, a humanity that seems to bleed day by day without realizing that it collides every day against the crude reality that they let long ago, that they let long ago, all this become something immovable. That paragraph is one sentence. Jack Kirby was tired. He didn't want to work with Stan Lee. Stan Lee was getting under his skin. He wanted to do something a little more far out. Even the language sounds like Jack Kirby. I love this, though. This is really creative in a 
way that it's kind of like if this book had started with the like the description of a world that seemed fantastical and weird and strange, and then it was like I flipped the paper, January twelfth, <laughs> Earth. I would be like, oh, <laughs> I hate this. Um, January sixth, <laughs> Earth. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, it's all one, on, one long run-on sentence, and then this next bit kind of hammers it home. This cannot be called life, I thought to myself every time I visit the lands where my father was born, my grandparents, my ancestors, those who left their lives to see a free humanity, and I found this. It hurts my heart to imagine the bones of my brothers who must still be buried in here in these lands, who died believing and fighting for everything to be different. So, that's just like the first like couple paragraphs, and to me it becomes immediate apparent Whoever's writing this, Claudio, or if it's Helen, quote unquote, they hate, they just hate reality. Reality yeah. sucks for them. They don't like how boring it is, how rigid it is. And listen, I fucking get it. That's why I decided to go be a podcaster. You know, this is the best I can do to get out of the system. This is like nerd. This is like, what year is this? This is like nerd. Temp- this book came out last year, 2022. But the writing in it is from, that, it's, that's just the author's writing? That's 2022? Not- yeah, it's his writing. Oh, I thought it was William Morris's writing. Okay. <laughs> no, this is and from the perspective of Helen, his daughter. I see. Um, we're talking about the second book here, just to kind of lay out the world, because we're not going to go a huge amount of the world when we start talking about William Morris a little bit. So the, the map was handed to them by, a, by Shiki, the giant human. They clearly hate life, and they start thinking about Back where times were free, where back where things once were kind of made sense. Great again. For everybody who know, wants to know, right now we live in what's known as the Great Dome. You know, before going into each of the worlds, it's necessary to make uh, the caveat and clarify what the Great Dome means and what we mean when we mention it moving forward. The Great Dome, or called the End of the Known, is that which covers and encloses in some way all the other known worlds. Very few were able to see this end and even touch it. Can it really be touched? So the Great Dome covers everything that I shared with you on that map. That's what's mm-hmm. quote unquote the known lands. Because if you look past the ice wall on that map, it all says unknown, unknown, unknown. Who knows what's beyond there? Right. And so the, and that, that again, very DC mm-hmm. with this sort of wall of crazy ass faces. Yeah. And like deities and like no one raises it unless it's, you know. What's on the other side someone. is pure creation. It's the will That's of the, the author. I, I mean, you are correct. Moreover, it's said that some experiments were made to be able to cross over it, but it was not possible. It is the terror of several colonizing civilizations that do not sleep peacefully, since any race from outside could take away from them from one day. Time out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think DC is soft <laughs> disclosure? <sighs> oh, my God. That's a long soft disclosure then. Yeah, well, because it's so wacky, like, maybe, yeah, maybe they're letting us know what's really going on. Both comic book companies are currently embroiled in multiverse education in, the, in, the, in mass media. Like, The Flash is a multiverse movie. Doctor Strange was a multiverse movie. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Both Spider-Mans, actually. I mean, yes. So maybe this is all part of saw. This Nas couldn't fund them as part of the government machine. Uh, he lives in Buenos Aires, so. This looks... A lot like if you tried to, like, in baby language, just kind of describe what the inner, the universe is. Yes. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. So like, I'm gonna, like, to, to, to take that point and jump on it, 
First, you're right though, the, the flat earthers, if they would just leave the conspiracy behind, we could have amazing authors. We could have a suite of amazing fantasy novels and amazing authors. They're wasting their talent. That's what nerds are by... anyway, flat I know. earthers. Yeah. Like, just go they make just, your books. Yeah. They made a new world for themselves that's what that's cooler than the one that we have, and they don't need it to be real. They're just <laughs> there anyway. Yeah, they're, they're just there minds. anyway. That's it. That's all it takes. Um So you might be wondering, how many worlds do we know of then under this great dome? Well, there are 178 different worlds that we are aware of past what we know as, quote unquote, Earth, and encompass many great other continents filled with human-like creatures, along with extraterrestrial creatures. And the one that you might be most familiar with are the lands of the custodians, the very first thing we're going to talk about as we break away. This is a parasitic race as, uh, that's kind of talked about a little bit, but th- these things, they base their, te- uh, their technology on straight attack and defense weapons. They use all their potential in discovery, colonization, and exploitation of other lands, as well as the beings that they can find. Their beginning when they arrived is unclear, and we still have many questions. There are theories among the giants where it is said that the custodial race was attacked by some other race that did not even come from this great dome and that they merged with the locals to create a great force that later gave origin to what we now know as the Custodians. This is literally Mass Effect. The Custodians are the Greys, by the way. I just want you to be aware. I'm letting you know this is straight up Mass Effect. No, like, it's not. Everything this you is just said Terra is, the, is Mass Effect 1 and 2. <laughs> so these Custodians, it said that they were the first to leave their world and advance on their way to the others with great destructive and colonizing power having reached uh, each of the worlds and tried to explore around the known end of the worlds. So they were exploring. They're trying to find more things, see what else is out there. And while they have been defeated on at least, on at least two known occasions by two completely different races, it's certain that they are also vengeful and that if they have yet not tried again, they soon will. The Custodians are the only race who were the ones who attempted to enter the celestial lands that very little is known. There's a celestial lands out there as well. So it just says custodians. It's it's under one of the domes. Yeah, it's under one of the domes. Mm-hmm. I see. So so here's my, so here's my question about this. We know about this because of lots of primary sources and archaeological evidence, right? Not like one map that showed up on the internet ten years ago, right? You want to? Let's keep going. Yeah, sure. Well, let's keep going. Let's just, let's, I'm not going to answer that question. I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay. So basically, <laughs> cook. this these lands. <laughs> Are the, mo- the celestial lands are the most mysterious of all the known worlds, and while all or almost all the races existing today are aware of this place, very few dare to want to penetrate it for some reason. The story goes that humanity, in a way, comes from these lands, and that each of the humans have the source or life energy known as soul that comes from these lands. Uh, therefore, the human destiny is to confront the custodians that whatever is done, the great clash will be inevitable. If you can't follow, right, right, right. So, so yeah. one might call that that human spirit dynamis, and really, it's just the plot of Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay, or, yeah. Or have you played <laughs> yeah. Advent Rising, and the yeah. humans have that special energy that they then have to fight right, as right, the aliens right. come There's, to cl- again the plot of Final. Like, how are you the hero of Final Fantasy fourteen? Uh, yeah, it checks out. Disclosure has just been happening forever. I just didn't realize element, it. This soft disclosure, but yeah, this is it. Checks out. <laughs> it's all there. It's like. Uh, Genome engineering, dude. It's all right. <laughs> if this if this leads to me being a lichen tint, I believe completely. Dude, straight up, I'm in. 
Uh, I need those sp- space rollerblades. What I'm dome in. are they from, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so the custodians and giants have already collided, and the forces of humankind and the custodians have collided in the past. And we were successful with the help of the Anakim giants, among other races. And history will surely repeat itself again, as said earlier, another clash is coming. The custodians are coming to wipe us all the fuck out. Why? Right. What did we do? We're humans. Oh. But, like, why is that important to them? That confirms my self-hate very much. Okay, so here's the other part. Um, Going through this, you're just going to have to accept things. Because if you ask why, uh, this book doesn't have any goddamn answers. No, but uh, real quick, real quick. I want you to look at these. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I just want you to look at how these chapters are. Ready? Okay. That's the chapter start. Yeah. That's the whole chapter. It's like Dan Dan Brown Brown novel. (laughs) We literally both were like, Except it's less than 100 pages long. It's less than 100 pages long. I I took like a Dan Brown. I went to Mexico once and I was reading a Dan Brown novel on the book. Loved it. Uh, Plopped through it. It was great. I I want you guys, (laughs) as we move through some of these lands. Probably was a joy to do the research for this episode too, right? It was just nice so wild, dude. It's like, yeah, it's nice not, I wouldn't call it easy. A, uh, a headache, a huge headache that is confusing, but fun. Okay. Now we're going to go through a, a handful of the lands that we know of, who resides in them. And then we're going to talk about William Morris and how he even discovered this place originally. And then I'm going to do everybody out there a favor who never bothered to do any research. And I'm going to tell you the next step and tell you where all this shit fucking came from and why Claudio Nacelli is a con man. Okay. First land. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like we're jumping away from the main story here. I don't want to know back. We're going that back. It's fake already. Oh, I want so, well, okay. the truth. You boys have been educated in some alien lore over the years. As we bring up these lands, oh, wait, I'm hold curious. On, wait, hold on. I forgot my question. I want to say it again before you continue. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Out of the 178 uh-huh. uh, domes uh-huh. in the big dome, how many of those are human? Well, the ones we live in right now is the focus of humanity. There are other human-like races out there, like human giants. They're, they're giant humans. That but, but We are the only humans, really, the main so humans. So it's one of 178. One of 178, correct. But, like, the best? And out there, there are other species, like bird people, and like dragon kin. Bro, you are, and like, you are uh, dead on. I want you to, I, I need you, Jesse. I know you probably, like, locked it away and threw it out of your brain. But you need to go get into that mental chest of alien knowledge that I have forced into your cerebellum. Sure, sure, sure. All the different races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to keep that in mind. But are there more than just the Oh, eight? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So there's like, there's like halflings and orcs and half orcs and half Maybe not so much fantasy. Much. Okay. Pretty much. Jesse, we're talking about the land of fact, not fiction here. Right, right. But pretty I mean, much. like, in, in theory. Sure. So, all right. All right. So in, instead of like high fantasy, we're talking like. You know, there's like a half, like one guy's got like a cyborg bit going on. Sure. And I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So here's my question. Why then are we so important? Are we the last humans? Like that's the thing is we can throw off the balance of the whole dome. I can't promise you that you will have an answer by the end of this. I, I only ask because I want to know what our problem is so I can help betray us to Dude, I'm with you. I'm insect the, people. Dude, I want to go meet Shiki, the human giant, and I'll just let her crush me between her thighs. I don't that give a shit. Chill. I feel like that's an ally to humanity, and I don't want that. I right, want to get with the you. insect people. It seems chill to me. Yeah, I'm I, with Shiki, you. It seems like a chill giant? Yeah. Come on. Right, that's my favorite, place, one of my favorite sketch groups, the human giant. The first place we're going to talk about is rooted in where ancient aliens is kind of sits. The ancient Sumerians, the history the channel. Anunnaki's. Oh yeah, 
the Anunnaki lands. Now, we haven't talked too much about the ancient Sumerian texts and like the Anunnaki. It's another extraterrestrial deep dive that we'll do one day. Uh, for now, if you sounds familiar, that's good, because here's what you need to know. The Anunnaki were another of the colonizing and parasitic races that's sickening the other worlds, manipulating, controlling the children of the children for years and years. Another of our enemies, a hostile and power-hungry race, they're the creators of the pyramids and build these structures in all the worlds they visit. So it's almost right. like their calling card. The pyramids are their calling right. card. Anunnaki, we, we, we know them. We've done yeah. this before. Yeah. Some consider them the strongest race under the dome, and their skin is like a yellow-greenish, uh, that kind of stuff. And they, they live in an arid zone with little, little vegetation. And although the waters of Horus seem to be paradisiacal, whatever, basically huh? they don't have any water and there's snakes around. Okay. Next up, what? <laughs> wait, what? We can't. It'll be a whole episode the if we just talk are you about. Just, is you just I talking about the desert? Of, yeah, but it's a, it's like an arid, poisonous desert where there's not a lot there's of water. Snakes. Yeah, and snakes, very little vegetation, but the waters of Horus still touch the lands. Uh, next, we got the lands wait, of Venus. Time out. Time out. Who is Horus in this scenario? Like the Egyptian god Horus? Yeah. Like yeah. You just, all you need to know: think Egyptian god. Just like are they understand. In the but, but like, but like. Is he in a god, or is he just like a powerful dude? A dome dweller? We may see him as a god, but is that because he's a god, or is that because he's something well, more what, advanced? But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's is a he great a question. dome traveler? Super good and question. And he just has powers? Honestly, Jesse, maybe you need to start going exploring so you can find out the answers to these things. I, honest to God, intend to. So, <laughs> I'm going to deep dive the hell out of it. Because I got questions. Because uh, is he a god because he can leave the dome? Are there certain people that can get outside the dome, or has no one left the big dome? No, pe- no one's left the big, big dome. Or those who have have never come back. The people that can go between the domes are the planeswalkers. Yeah, yeah. And the and but you can't leave the big dome but because no one that's can leave reality. The big dome. Yeah, that's right, reality. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So you have the lands of Hor- uh, Anunnaki's lands, the Sea of Horus, and the lands of Seth. Those are all considered Anunnaki lands. Next up, we have the lands of Venus, which are made up of Ruth, Gregory, Mightner, Kunitz, and Isabella. Mightner. Ruth. R U T H. M E I T N E R. Mightner. Mightner. Okay. Gregory, Kunitz, C-U-N-I-T-Z, and Isabella. Those are the lands. They sound like Evangelians. <laughs> this takes place after the third impact. <laughs> the original beings of these lands, also called Venusians, sound familiar, boys? Venus. And unlike those of Mars, these all survived, they survived all colonization, but nobody knows how. It's still not no- known for sure how these beings were able to make from the brutal colonization they suffered along before the custodians took the known lands. Uh, if you're if you're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Good. Good. Because they never explain. Uh, according to some legends within the giant race, the first humans thought to make contact with the original Venusians in order to form a block against the colonizers and thus learn from each other. This happened at the beginning, just before the custodians took the first humans by surprise and they ended up being colonized in the walled lands. There are theories that some of the early humans who started in these lands, the lands of Asgard, Lemuria and Atlantis may have escaped before the first custodial attack on the humans and possibly settled in the the lands of Venus. And those who live in Venus, known as Venusians, are actually the first humans that were attacked by the custodians and escaped and lived. And then, so there's even so there's even a dome called Venus. Yeah, well, the dome of the lands of Venus are consist of multiple lands. So that's land of Venus. I see. But does that dome have a? Is that that's in Does our that, giant dome. That's in the 178 right, worlds. Right, but okay, the but land of speaking, Venus itself is a dome with yeah, lands Yeah, if you look at all, them, all the worlds, almost all of them have their own walls as well. So, so let me just get this straight. So, so we're in space in real life, and uh-huh. there's a barrier of air between us and space, the land between that connects the different worlds. Uh-huh. And then there's another planet 
just next to ours called no, 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 Venus. That, it's not on space. Uh, it's I, all right. On the... Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. In reality, I'm just talking about in the in the three D fictional three D world. Oh well. Again, what we know of space is all a lie. We don't know what's out there because what they do is they film on a sound studio in front of a green screen with invisible. Who is oh, time out? Time NASA, out. the government, everybody. But, what, no. 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 Okay. Okay. I get that. Uh huh. But when I take my telescope, because Venus isn't that far away, a person can get a high powered telescope in their home. It's one of the brightest things in the sky. So if I point my telescope to it. Uh-huh. What am I looking at? Uh, who knows? Maybe a hologram, Project Blue Beam, something to keep you in the dark. Uh, what we see in our night so this they do talk about what we see in our night sky is different than what you would see in the sky once you left the dome of our own known Earth and move into the lands beyond. Uh, so it's like a Truman Show. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There you go. Like a very because we're only yeah yeah. But what's out there? I mean, maybe planets, Jesse. Maybe they are planets. It seems so convoluted, though. No, this is very clear. What are you talking about? I just like feel like, you know, many, many, you know, a thousand years before there were sound stages, they were still looking at Venus. That's the fake history they teach you. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You're right. You just got ice pilled, bro. You got, you got ice pilled. I love it. <laughs> history is written by the winners, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. History is written by the domers, brother. <laughs> so they, that's the lands of Venus, and they're potentially humans that uh, survived the first custodian attack. The next are the lands of the Draco. That's just dragonkins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, they nice. have the land. Uh, the lands of the Draco consist of Edamon and Athabine, and it's one kind of continent surrounded by water, and the water itself is surrounded by an ice ice wall all the way around you can see it pretty clear right there you also have a map the draco lands also known as edamines are the inhabitants of the uh, the draco rather are the inhabitants of the draco lands which are northwest of the known lands which is our land so these lands are northwest of what we consider earth to be northwest you have to cross over the lands of (laughs) venus to get there though let's say you're standing in china how which way is northwest okay remember it's not a globe it's all flat it's all flat it's all flat it's all flat so it's all i, I the mean same. sure where does what's the real northwest america probably based maybe. on these people i guess like maybe like where do i look to the northwest wherever i am well let's, if you want i can look at the map and find the known lands and then try to go northwest from there according to the map i think we should I mean, yeah, you can do it it's in there somewhere right. yeah 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 okay so let's see the lands so we are is, uh, where are we we're in the middle the known lands, uh, no, so the Anunnaki lands are sort of in the middle. Venus is to the south. Oh, yeah, I see the lands of Draco. They're northwest. Yeah, no, they totally are. There you go. They're like, they're like straight west from the lands of Venus. And then the, the, the structures underneath, are those land structures? Like the gray and the white? Yeah, they're like walls, mountains, that kind of stuff. So there is topography between the domes. Yeah, Some yeah, of there's Some deserts. of them, yeah. There's you can see it, yeah. Stuff, you can yeah. see giant ice things that go across. This one others. land is all underground looking. Yeah, yep. we gotta have we gotta have a geologist look this at this. One land is multiple lands in multiple concentric circles. I'm here yeah. for it. This is this is great. Okay, well, uh, so the other thing is what's fascinating about the uh, the lands of the Draco is that <laughs> <laughs> what's fascinating about the lands of the Draco is the dragons that live there. These beings known as the Draco once visited our lands. Uh, are known for their great technological advance in weapon, uh, much like the custodians, as well as great psychic development. Some of their beings can communicate telepathically, using this technique to subdue any colonizing enemy or even to colonize other lands. Uh, by means of tr- uh, the Edomines, by means of a treaty, achieved a union with the custodians. But at the beginning, this was not so. This was not so. But the custodians attacked their lands when they were not in their most advanced stage. But on the contrary. 
The Draco lands lack islands, but two large continents are found with great vegetation, and in fact, the most exotic plants of any other circle environment within the Great Dome exist there. There's more. You can go read more about it if you go get the book. I'm not going to. We're going to move on. I'm, gobs- I'm gobsmacked. There's more. The lands of Mars. Uh, these are who inhabits or inhabited these lands that lie beyond the walls, the ice walls and the ice and the mountain walls. There lies this great world crossing the second dome and traversing lands that few humans have ever seen. Mars has great incidents in the known lands since in those lands, several events related to humanity happened and still happen to, di- to happen today. This immense circle environment and misnamed red planet harbored a great and diverse life within its dome. These native Martian civilizations were reportedly totally annihilated by the colonizers. So the question is, why wasn't part of it left for possible further development or even for some kind of manipulation by the colonizers themselves? And we're kind of just left with that as a question. We don't really know what happened there. Um, the co- custodians eventually took it. Blah, blah, blah. OK, next is the lands of Neptune. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We can't we can't dive into each one of these. We have to go. I'm trying to teach you all the facts. Then the, we're almost done. Thank we're God almost done with the lands is. alone. This is Slapdash. We got this. Yeah. Slapdash? The book is Slapdash. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, the whole concept is like, it's, it's hard. Every time that you lay out a new rule, I'm like, okay, wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, it, it's so confusing that it must be true. Yeah. The lands of Neptune consist of Triton, Poseidon, and Nereida. The, the name of their lands that shine in the dark atmosphere that surrounds their circle environment. The Neptunians have had a hard time since their birth, not because they have not been able to adapt to their environment and survive in a climate where vegetation is not abundant, but because the sandstorms and the aridness that encloses this world can be really devastating. And for that reason, most of the big cities were created on the shores of their most fertile lands, leaving a large portion totally uninhabited. So, okay, there you go. That's the Neptunians. Again, you can go read their history if you decide to read this book. Then you got the lands of Uranus, and there's really only one continent belonging to this this is titania the uranians or uranites are pinkish skin the tonality of their eyes are completely dark although there are exceptions of completely white eyes that give the appearance of having visual difficulty but the reality is that their sight is hyper developed uh being able to see great distances and taking advantage of this as a great opportunity to explore other lands they have like telescope eyes they can like see things really far away and they genuinely explore just by looking really far away it's really, it's fascinating. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Next, the lands of Jupiter. This is basically the lands of Zeus and a bunch of other shit. The lands that make you stupider. <laughs> How dare you? This is all very goddamn real, and I would expect you to be paying attention, Alex. Just rhymes with Jupiter. I guess it's true. The natives of these lands identify with their birth lands and are clearly divided among themselves. There being great wars in the past between different factions of the same race. Oh, Jupiter's brown as fuck. It's like... And it's they like, all fight each other. It's all, like, rocky and, like... It's, like, the only brown area of the map. It's, like, very, like, craggy and hard. It's so fun. It's, like, storytelling. Yeah. It's, like... Yeah, yeah. It's, like, well, the these Fire Nation is the angry ones, and the Ice Nation are the chill Literally. ones. Literally. These are, these are the angry ones. These guys live in a constant state of internal warfare, and that's due to the Anunnaki influencing them when they invaded their lands in an early age. The vast majority of those who rule today are in the center of Jupiter's core, known as the Land of Zeus. It's an MMO map. Next up, Pegasus and Pegasus and uh, the lands of Pegasus near Jupiter and Hercules uh, became a great headache for several races along for a long time. 
The beings that were born there were identified by their wings, which they created basing their technology on exploration, not so much to the weapons that they could use for attack and defense, much less colonizing other lands. They're very, they're very friendly people. They don't want to fight. They just want to explore. Um, basically, this played against them, however, when the custodians arrived and attacked them and their peaceful ways didn't Everything hold changed when the custodians attacked. <laughs> Literally. Uh, I'm going to see if... Okay, here we go. I'm gonna, I was going to say, we could talk about Aldebaran and a bunch of stuff, but let's skip over a few land worlds and go to the land of the reptilians. This one everybody knows rather well. Reptilians I, different from the draconians. And the, and the reptilians, I thought they lived in the Earth. Okay, so what's hilarious... Okay, I'm here to help you. Okay. In UFO lore... There is t- actually a belief that reptilians and dracos exist and they are separate. The uh, dracos are, if, from, if, if my memory serves correctly, the dracos are interstellar. The reptilians were the terrestrial race on Earth that evolved first and then went underground after the great cataclysmic event that wiped everything out and then humans came about. But in this scenario, they pieced out and went to a different... Well, they, the reptilians are an invading force that just have a lot of presence everywhere in this book oh right so they were here in our wait so was our well okay so okay so let me separate what i said when the dracos come from space and the reptilians are from earth that's general ufo lore of the 12 different alien races yeah yeah yeah. right no 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 yeah yeah i'm, I'm trying to figure out this version of it sure which so that would mean that they are this sort of they spread around and whatever here's my question was there ever domes with nothing and then people inhabited it? Or does every dome serve a purpose? It seems though every dome serves a purpose that we're aware of. And how old are the domes? I can't answer that question. Are some domes older than other domes, or do they all form the same time? Yes, no, some are, some are older than others, for well, sure. Well, then how uh, are the domes, the, then why are some... Bro, when the you're asking scientific form? questions when we are just learning the truth I thought you the did Canadians. your research on that. I'm going to have to look it up. Bro, I read everything that's available I'm on this shit. I'm going to have to look it up you? and get my answer somewhere else. I, I think that I think what you mean is write another story based in this universe because I don't think or just, you buy the three books he cranked out and just read them all in like an afternoon. Done. You probably have a lot I more answers there. <laughs> so the reptilians are often mistaken for Anunnaki or other beings, but the reality is that they live far away from the known lands. Although they have visited them on, on several occasions and have made direct contact with those domes leadership, they are beings who prefer to live far away and their homes are generally built underground and these advanced reptiles have shown great hostility to humans on several occasions they have encountered them basically your typical idea of what a reptilian is in as term in terms of like what we know of them in, in typical ufo lore you just add the extra layer that they have been to the lands of hydra dube lacerda's land celestial lands terra incognita and a few other things they just kind of like gone around and talked to other people but they like to stay far away from everybody else influencing from a distance Make sense? Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, I I t- it, what the words that you're saying do make is sense. That is, like, is that a good thing, though? Or do you feel like you're getting? I hope you're not getting stupider. Like I understand, I just I understand the words that are coming out of your mouth and what you the messages that you're saying to me. Does it make sense? I don't know. It's also so before we move into William Morris, which we're going to leave this thing now because we're not going to go into all 178 worlds. Uh, here's what you need to know about William Morris's daughter. Uh, he refers, uh, she refers to these lands as the ancestral republic, like the lands beyond where the giant humans are, where the Venusians are. That's where it's starting to feel a little racist. That's where Jesse's little racism is coming in right there. I want you to just hold on to that idea. I just want you to hold on to that in that name, the ancestral republic, because it's something similar is going to wind its way back when we get closer to the end. Um, 
Her father, she, they were Great. all born in the known lands. Her father actually discovered the lands beyond and all this stuff uh, after he was an adult. Um, so, William Morris, he himself, according to his daughter, and if you look up any sort of historical record on who this man was, there isn't one. Uh, he was a young navigator. And at some point in his young life, he decided through curiosity and interest just what was beyond the Antarctic. Because there, you know, it's at that time, and especially as this guy was a kid, uh, our, our exploration out there is pretty limited. And it's really difficult to fucking explore up there because everything is ice. Pushing through the ice to, is like takes forever. And sometimes boats will get trapped in the ice for weeks as they wait for it to melt or crack enough that they can keep moving, like military boats and that kind of thing. And what language did you just use there for? You said he said what exactly? He just decided what was beyond? No, no, he it? went, he, he was curious and wanted to know if, like, what was out there in the Antarctic. He wanted to go exploring, and he had heard rumors. But it was hard, so he just, like, decided? No, I'm saying it's difficult just because, I'm just saying at this time, our general knowledge of what is out there is limited. Okay, I, uh, uh, sure, sure, sure. I want to rewind the tape, because he said do. something, I was Please, like, I maybe yo, misspoke. that is full, no, 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 I mean, like. Basically. Okay, I'm just, I'm along for the ride. Yeah exploration in the Antarctic, even today, is, isn't it forbidden in certain areas because of just how dangerously cold it is and how quickly... Um, it's not forbidden, it's just be stupid to do yeah, it. essentially. And he was even more so back then. And of course, of course... There's actually, real quick, there's actually, I just want to say, for the record, if the two of you want to join me on an adventure, I have saved on my phone, and I will always save it, is a, is a cruise line that it's called, the, the ship is called the Viking... Octantis, and it is a cruise ship that also is a research vessel. And what they do is it's a polar class six ship, and they have tours where everyone who gets a room there gets an amazing room with like a view of the ocean, whatever. But it is straight up a very small amount of people go, and for 13 days, you go to the Arctic and help like researchers research shit. That seems fucking tight as hell. And then you, yeah, I would love to go to the Arctic and just be on a boat and like go in little underwater craft and stuff. Oh my God. Sign me up. Yeah. That sounds super fun. And then maybe we'll, maybe we'll reach the dome. You never know. Maybe we'll actually find the wall and get out of here. That's what I'm hoping for. It's, I, it's certainly icy enough. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's definitely icy enough out there. So maybe there is an ice wall and maybe beyond it, the White Walkers are coming. I mean, anything could be out we're there. We're lucky. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. If we're lucky, that's what's going to happen. But yeah, generally, uh, according to Helen, his her father was just a very curious man, and he had thirty four uh, he had thirty four years experience in the Continental Navy. And there, he met a person who was called Butler, who has who was infiltrated in these lands, and who had also been born in the known lands. Butler basically whispered into his ear and gave him like, "Hey, there's shit out there. You should go find it." And that's really all William Morris needed to leave. He left from New York City in search of this hidden world that was supposedly beyond the Great Ice Wall over in Antarctica. And other evidence people use of this are maps from the 1500s. In fact, on TikTok, one of the many things they consistently like to pull up are these maps from like 1593. And out in the beyond, like out of what they've known, is like a great wall that they writ down. Like they don't know. And the reason is not because they saw a great wall, everybody, but because it was 1593 and they didn't fucking know. What else was out there? They were just guessing what the sky was. Yeah. If they saw a fucking huge whale, they probably said sea monster. You know, like, it's just like, it doesn't mean yeah. they were 
to, to take what people said in 1593 and assume it is just completely true is as foolish as reading this book and being like, well, it was written in 2022, so it must be real. Like, it's the same thing. Don't do it. The, the map doesn't prove anything. So start, so start from the N in Nos Confunden right there. And just go up to the left a little bit. Follow it kind of like straight up at like a 45-degree angle. Heimdall? The green stones! Get no <laughs> way. No way. My thing's not zooming in. I can't see. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> The best part is, is they're right next to the lands of the final dome. Oh my god! Yeah! Oh my, the green stones! Oh my god, how many are there? So, One, I two, know. three, four, five, six. There's this. seven of them right there. I can see seven of them. So, you know. Oh man. That, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is real. What are the, re whoa! Whoa! There's something called the resurrection lands that do not have a dome. There's what? lots of things without domes. You might be yeah. wondering what that is. I would love to tell you, but they're not in the book. Dude. This dude has so much money to make, you're not going to get all the worlds in one One of book. them's called Planet X. Yep. Right next to Nibiru. Yeah, and one of them's called, what is it? There's just, there's no, like, un Nucleus 270. No. <laughs> there's no. There's no unifying theme here. The Toxic Lands. My favorite part is right next to Nucleus 270 is Lands of Cyclops. <laughs> There's also yeah. Beta Liar and Beta 2 Larray. This can't. is amazing. Stevenson there's also, 1. Delta 1. There's also Second Earth Land of Clones with America 2 and Europa 2. Yeah, yeah, the Land of Clones. Well, how is that? Hey, I'll give you a little bit of information on the Land of Clones. It's no problem. Here's the Land of Clones for you. Basically, it's a very Whoa! strange... Oh. Time out, time out, time out. There's a reason why I couldn't find Earth. Because Earth isn't just Earth. Earth is one dome. And then, so when I was talking about this, there was a place that was like concentric circles. That's Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Earth is the, is the Earth we know. And then around us is, is Asgard and the Ancestral Republic and all that shit. And then around that is Deathland, Atlantis, Mermaid's Land. Wait, how is there a Deathland and then Island of the Death? There's a lot we don't know. And Ocean of the Dead. Well, that seems like a waste of naming, but okay. I guess you're just going to have to buy this man's books of honest right, truth. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Talk to me about clones. Uh, it's basically considered a strange Earth. It was created as a totally experimental first Mars Earth. Oh, no idea what that means. Uh, although it was not used for a long time until they transferred the idea to the Mars Earths. The first to penetrate the circle environment were the Anunnaki, finding only life in a very early stage of development. It was immediately used to transport some of the, the then dominant races to create an experimental site for conflict resolution and inter-race development, but this did not prosper and it was almost destroyed. Then it was used as cloning lands to save lives of, of important leaders of the different races. For that reason, it has the characteristic name. So, you know, when Obama dies, he doesn't die. He gets brought over to the cloning lands so he can get cloned Obama. And then, you know, I'm sure the Bushes are, got cloned as well. There was an. You think they cloned Trump? Probably not. Wait, huh? wait for what purpose? What purpose? Because they're important. It's the same. Have you played Guardian? Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy three? Yes. I mean, that's basically Kinda. what. Yeah. Where they visit in that movie. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Alter Earth. Counter Earth. Counter Earth. That's what it was. Yeah. Um. There was an escape of beings that were used for cloning that had be, had to be chased in order not to generate great commotion in the different worlds. Uh. This also happened with human beings who were used for cloning escaped from there and these beings were robotic and lacked any feeling or empathy no doubt all this was another aberration of the parasites so that's the cl cloning lands for you the help that i mean sure i mean it, yeah it is an explanation <laughs> there's so much stuff the red moon lands 
Sham, a place literally called Sham. Yep, Sham. Next I'm to losing wow. my mind. I wish wow I was there I could look at too, this forever. Yeah, no, please, you will look at it forever because you're just going to forget half that shit anyway. So, Terra Infinita. Within his yeah. 34 years of continental, within the Continental Navy, meeting a man by the name of Butler who supposedly infiltrated these lands for reasons that she will not say. That's what she says in the book. She, she won't say why. But they, with a team formed by several members, experienced in war and above all their experience in maritime navigation, despite the thousands of complications and threats they received to do so otherwise, they actually went out and explored the zones beyond the walls. Of course, they were threatened by shadow governments and told not to go do it, but he did it anyway. And Morris had heard these stories and went out. Morris and his crew sailed for many months, braving storms, icebergs, and all other hazards unimaginable and imaginable. They also came into conflict with what else but pirates and outlaws while they were out there, fighting off pirates, trying to take their ship and whatever goods they may have. But despite all of their challenges, all of the conflicts with these outlaws, pirates, weather, and terrible things, the one thing they never gave up was hope. That's beautiful. Finally, after a long and perilous journey on, uh, on sea, Morris and his crew reached the Antarctic. And there they began their exploration, looking for what they believed to be known as the Ice Wall, all told to them by Butler. And just as the stories had told, and just as they had read many a time, they found the Ice Wall. And one thing they, then the first thing they began to look for was a way through it. So the first, as you, you may imagine, this ice wall, as big as it is, there's like no way over it. You guys play God of War Ragnarok. It's like the Asgardian wall. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Isn't look. Asgard just right there, too, in the actual map? Yeah, but that's, that's not, that's factual Asgard, not fictional Asgard like in God of War Ragnarok. Right, 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 right. This is, you know, they found this wall, but now they have to find a way over it or around it in some way. And they don't want to get off their boat. They, climbing it is certain death. Trying to survive outside of their boat is almost certain death. So they decided to take their boat and essentially travel alongside it, consistently looking for some sort of opening that they might be able to squeeze through or open wider to get their fat asses through. Right. After many, many days of searching, weeks passing, they finally found a small opening within this enormous ice wall. And through this opening, they followed. And the ice went miles deep into eventually a huge ice cavern and when they emerged into this ice cavern moving through this weakness in the ice wall like the vent in the death star uh the cavern would they would find the cavern was filled with light not dark remotely and it was home to a variety of strange yet wonderful creatures creatures that we have just learned exist scattered amongst the 178 worlds beyond the ice wall something William Morris was about to discover. After uh, being there for a bit, Morris and his crew were amazed by everything that they saw. They had never seen anything like this before in their lives, and while they were a little bit scared, as I would be too, they were determined to explore this new and mysterious place filled with creatures who, again, were being very welcoming and very uh, friendly with them. You might ask me, like, what did they say? And I beg you not to ask me because I don't know. There are no details about how this went down. Well, why do they choose to live in the wall and not with us? Are you ready to move on? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Jesse, 
You need to accept what I'm telling you is true. I mean, no, I do. I'm just asking. No, if you we can't know question it. You clearly don't know. Why you can't they doubt. live there? You hear that little doubting Tom voice in your head? Why do they have to leave their own worlds to come live within the ice of our? Why not live in their own ice so or Jesse, another you, ice? Did you grow up religious? Were you religious in, as a kid? I mean, I went to church. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you know that that thoughtless faith to God. Give that to me. I need that right now. You just have to tr- believe. It was more of a, like, I was scared that if I did something bad, I'd be punished for it rather than All like. Right. And if you don't believe, the custodians are going to come. Okay. So. Fucking... I was really into Revelations, though. That shit's awesome. That shit's awesome. That's <laughs> That's awesome. Hell, yeah. I love Revelations. Yeah, it's the only great. part of the Bible. When I had to read through the Bible in fucking high school, like, that yeah, was the only that's... part that I was like, this is fucking sick. Yeah, it is cool as hell. Yeah. They got dragons and whores and all sorts of stuff Jesus in there. Jesus coming great. back as like a fucking warrior and shit. It's, it's wild. It's like a side of a hippie's van it's amazing you weren't catholic did you know in catholicism uh we believe that god has the ability ultimate forgiveness that he could literally reach out to satan himself at any time forgive him and satan would be allowed back into heaven then and there yeah but he's trying to teach a point bro i'm just saying you know it's possible that just makes him seem more badass maybe satan's an Anunnaki being he's not a, he's not here's satan. the thing dude satan never asked for forgiveness bro that's the thing. That's why he's fucking sick. He'll, he'll never ask. He's too prideful. That's fine. Enjoy that pride. Inferno is pretty far south from the actual world. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. It takes a long time for him to get out there, you know? Like, Asgard is just a hop and a skip north That's through the so- Dyatlov portal. But, uh... Dude, oh, you, I meant to bring that up. Did you see stop. at the edge? The Dyatlov portal at the very top? Stop. I love it. I love it's it. It's all coming together, baby. All yeah, baby. The Everything we've covered. Years of this show have... It's this is all paid off. It's all paid off. <laughs> this guy listened to our show and was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I can turn this into a book. Conspiracy theory multiverse. I would hope so. This is the one great conspiracy theory in many ways. It does encompass, like, everything. So... In a cave, illuminated, in the middle of an ice wall, where questions lingered about why they never came to live with us, apparently. You'll never know. But they were there and welcome. The cavern was filled with a soft blue light, and more importantly, Morris and his crew, with that light, after taking in all the wondrous creatures, noticed that that the walls themselves were covered in strange symbols, and the air was filled with the sound of running water. Morris and his crew stood in the middle of the cavern, simply taking it all in. And saved his game. Boop, boop. (laughs) (laughs) Morris knew that he had found something extraordinary, special, something most people would never believe. He knew that if he was in the presence of something powerful, he turned to his crewmates, but they were all too stunned to even speak. Mouths agape. And as Morris tried to speak with them, they just had their eyes wandering, like that face of stupid, like, bewilderment. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, that's what they're all doing, but not Morris. He's still kind of with it right now. He knew. Yeah. So he took a deep breath and stepped forward. He walked towards the wall filled with symbols and reached out to touch them. And as soon as his fingers brushed against the symbols, they immediately began to glow. Morris was filled with a sudden sense of raw awe. Yeah, that's a weird way to put it. Raw. He knew that he was raw. Awe. He knew that he was in the presence of beyond something beyond his understanding Cthulhu that stuff? held such raw power, huh? Cthulhu stuff? Maybe such raw power he can't truly understand it. He uh, and as he turned once again after touching the runes to check to see his crewmates if they were following him, they hadn't moved and they still stood there, completely, utterly blown away. So he turned back to the wall of symbols, took another deep breath and stepped forward, touching the symbols again, 
and this time on the second touch, he was able to read them as though he spoke the language. The symbols were a language that Morris had never seen before, but as he looked at them, he instantly understood them. They were a warning. Morris knew that he had to leave this wonderful place, and he turned to his crewmates and nodded. They all knew what he meant. They turned and started to walk back through the tunnel, and as they walked, Morris looked back at the wall of symbols. He knew that he would never forget this place. It was a place of wonder, danger, mystery, and magic, and that as much as he would try to forget, he would return eventually. His crew sailed back through the tunnel, leaving the hidden world behind. They were all relieved to be out of that place, but they were also filled with wonder and excitement. They had seen things that no one else had ever seen with their own eyes, and they knew that they would never forget this journey, even if they never returned. Incredible. <laughs> they literally walked into an ice dome. Wow. Touch. All right, let's get out of here. It's a it's warning. A, That's it. It's the exact same story as the people that found the AR-15 like protected temple in in arizona the egyptian colonization in the uh grand grand canyon yeah yeah that's there we'll go find that one day and i wonder what that guy's doing you what do you think he has for lunch every day day. yeah i want to find him that one guy he's probably like packs him a sack lunch uh, a a bologna and cheese sandwich yeah you think he's like the same guy for hundreds of years? I think that's like rotate like Indiana Jones. Exactly like Indiana he Jones. Yes. Except with an AR-15. Yeah. <laughs> they hand him an AR. He chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that'd be so good. Someone, someone make that movie. Uh, so they finally, they sailed out of that place, all relieved to have exited and having seen things beyond understanding. They sailed for many more days until they finally reached the open sea from whence they came. They were all beyond exhausted, but just simply happy to be alive. They had survived a perilous journey there and back with weather and pirates, and they had found something truly amazing at the end of it all. Morris knew that he would never be the same after his journey. He had seen things that had changed him forever. He was no longer the young man who had set sail from New York. He was now a man who had seen the hidden world and he knew that he would never be able to forget it. Morris and his crew returned to New York City where they were greeted as heroes. Well, for those who knew where he went, anyway. They had accomplished what no one else had ever done, and they brought back stories that would be told for generations to come, which I guess kind of was true, because we're like a few generations out and we're telling the story right now, so I mean, I guess he's right. He got us there. He got us. Morris's journey to the hidden world is a reminder that there still might be things out there that we don't know, but the interesting thing that brings a curiosity is where Helen claims these stories were discovered. You see, Morris, for all his fascination and love for these things, apparently never once spoke about these things publicly beyond those closest to him. Smart man. Yeah, because that'd be crazy. Yeah, people would just be like, you know, throw him into, maybe, and if this is true, I truly could see, especially at this time, just locking him up in like a psych, uh, a psychiatry ward and just kind of like, yeah, the man, the old man lost his mind. Right. But it's still something that never once ever lingered, uh, ever uh, stopped lingering within his mind. Norris's discoveries were met with mixed reactions for them, those he told. And Morris and his crew made several more voyages over time to that hidden world. And each time they brought back new and amazing discoveries. The map that we use was handed to William Morris by Shiki the Human Giant, lest you forget, on one of his journeys beyond. At some point, Morris had decided the warning 
was not worth following in some way and did fully breach the wall into these lands. They found new creatures, new plants, new civilizations and lands, and they also learned more about the history and culture of this hidden world. He was also given a large sum of money by the government, quietly and secretly, of course, which was used to fund further exploration into the hidden world. Because, of course, our government knows about it. Remember, there are the reptilians who send their own to go speak with our leaders. The government is aware of the truth beyond the ice walls. Um, Norris's discoveries were obviously, like I said, met with mixed reactions. And some people were excited by the prospect of a new world, while others were fearful of what it might mean. Some people believe that the hidden world was a threat to humanity, and they're not necessarily wrong with the custodian threat of a third attack on humankind, while others believe that it was a potential source of great knowledge and power. Both, I think, would be true if this was real. Morris himself was unsure of what to make of this hidden world. He was fascinated by it, surely, but he was also very wary of it. He knew that it was a place of great power, filled with creatures that had technology well beyond ours, all that could be very dangerous to us as a species. In the end, though, Morris decided that the hidden world was a place that needed to be explored and understood. He believed that it could be a source of great good for humanity, but only if it was approached with caution and respect. Morris continued to explore the hidden world for many years, and he eventually wrote a book about his experiences. Uh, and this book was supposedly a bestseller and, and, uh, to help raise awareness of the world. I say supposedly because I, I couldn't find it, but we're going to get to that in a minute. Don't worry. <laughs> I, 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 don't worry. Morris's legacy is one of, to those who believe him to be true, one of exploration and discovery, a pioneer who helped open up a new world of humanity to teach us of our true origins, or at least those who will listen, and to prepare those for those who will listen about the inevitable custodian attack that is to come. All the while, the custodians and other parasitic races infiltrate our governments and our people, watching us with little clone-like people and other people in disguises. I just it looks every time I look over, Jesse, it looks like you want to say something. I'm always like, I give you pause. I, I, look, look, I know you don't. I, I, I know. I want to say a lot of things, but anything I say, you're going to say, I don't know. I just read. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing I can ask you that I can get an answer for. It's hard to be a pioneer, you know? Yeah, man, it, it's hard. How do you explain this to people? Bringing back anything physical clearly was the wrong choice because he just didn't. More, William Morris would continue to explore the hidden world for many years making several voyages, and each time he brought back new and amazing discoveries, but nothing that we have physical of. He found new creatures, plants, civilizations, and he learned more about the history and culture of the hidden world. I've just already read that part. Uh, Morris's discoveries were met with mixed reactions, but he himself uh, was weary, and in the end, decided the hidden world is a place that needed to be explored. And one of Morris's most important discoveries was the existence... I just forgot about this part. What? One of his most important discoveries was that William Morris out in the hidden lands, beyond the walls that keep us so private, was the discovery of an existence of a portal, one that led to an entirely different world. This world was even more mysterious than the hidden world that he had been exploring, and Morris was only able to explore it briefly. However, he learned enough to know that it was a place of great danger. So there's a portal out there, like a portal you can walk, like a whoop, open you up, suck you in kind of portal. And you get to, is a whole like the Diatlov portal. Yeah, like the Diatlov portal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like that. Obviously, Morris's discovery of this portal led to a great deal of speculation about what lay on the other side. Some people believe that it was a world of pure evil, while others believe that it was a world of great potential. Morris himself didn't know what to believe, his experience being so short and it being such an 
un, uh, unfriendly feeling while he was there. Uh-huh. But he knew that it was a place that also needed to be explored because, God damn it, if William Morris was anything, it was, a, it was an explorer. It was an explorer, yeah. A, a hero. A, a literal, a fucking hero, bro. A literal hero. Morris eventually decided to return to the hidden world to investigate the portal further. He knew that it was a dangerous journey, but he felt that it was a risk that needed to be taken. He gathered a team of explorers and set out once again for this hidden world. The journey, like last time, was long and difficult. But Morris and his team eventually reached the portal, and as they entered, found themselves in a strange and unfamiliar world like last time. Filled with strange creatures and plants, and the air was filled with a sense of danger. What that means? I don't know. Morris and his team explored the world for a short time, but they soon realized that it was way too dangerous for them to stay any longer, and they returned to the portal and escaped back to the hidden world. His journey to the other world was a brief one, but it was a journey that changed him forever. He had seen things that, no, that he could never forget, and he had learned things that he could never unlearn. And if you ask, what did he learn? I don't know. stuff. <laughs> stuff. Exactly. He learned that- Morris returned to New yeah. York City, a changed man again. No longer, like, excited about this hidden world, but worried about the danger that lie beyond a portal of unknown origin. He never spoke publicly about his journey to this other world. He knew that it was a place of great danger, and he did not want to risk revealing its location to others. However, he did write about his experiences in a very private journal, which might be where we get most of our third firsthand information from, not the journal itself, but Helen's recollection of the journal that she right, read. Right, right, right. Of her father. Well, what kind of journal are we talking about? Like, like how many pages did was this journal that she read? How many do you want it to be? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm just, what am I supposed to imagine? How many like, do you want it to be? Like, like, <laughs> like, what am I supposed to imagine? You know what I mean? I don't know. There you go. That's my answer, too. I don't know. I don't know how long this thing was. Uh, doesn't really know. We don't know. If we had it, if it was there, if we could look at it, it'd be one of the most valuable historical documents of all time. Because in that journal, the location of this portal is supposed to be written. People could go there and, like, experience it. Right. It gives directions on how to get through the ice wall. But this is something we'll just most of us will never see. It's just something that Helen keeps to herself and doesn't share with anyone so we don't know what is beyond that wall the truth about the hidden world is still relatively unknown and some people believe that the hidden world was a paradise while others began to believe that it was a land of nothing but darkness and evil both kind of true if you think about it the journal itself is a mystery morris never spoke publicly about his journey to the hidden world and he never revealed its location and as a result there's much that we just don't know about this hidden world and the journal is often contradictory and confusing according to helen one of the most puzzling aspects of the journal is Morris's description of the portal that led to the other world. Morris wrote that the portal was a gateway to other worlds, both real and imagined. Real and imagined. I love it. And if you go, what did he mean by that? Let me just say he never explained what he meant by that. He just meant the whole multiverse. <laughs> and, and he means everything is the multiverse. I love it. I don't know, man. I can't tell you, dude. I have no idea. That's where I'm going to stop the William Morris thing, because at that point, he eventually dies, hands off everything to Helen. Helen brings this to Claudio, and I don't know why he brought this, she brought it to Claudio, because it seems like Claudio only appeared when these books showed up, and I couldn't really see anything else by like him. Like he's not real, maybe? Claudio is real. This man is a real man of the YouTube channel. So okay. the first thing I did was like, I just, I read these books, and I went out to Amazon to buy it, obviously, because I needed to have it. Uh, the other books that, that, he, that he wrote. And I went to the reviews. I'm like, these books have great reviews. I need to read these reviews. 
So, of course, all the reviews are like, I'm so, I cannot believe this is being hidden from us, this, that, and the other. But one review sent me into a hole that I was like, hang on, what do you mean? The guy said, great story, well written, but you should at least uh, admit that you're taking a story that already exists and changing the names. One that is supposedly also real that happened, but not in the modern 1950s or whatever, but in 1902, and that Claudio supposedly took this story, changed up some names, changed up some dates. And what's that? And is now putting forward this story. This is the story of the book, The Iron Republic. Do you or have you heard of the book, The Iron Republic? Well, now I'm looking it up now. So I'll, I'm going to, so we're going to go into really quickly. The Iron Republic, written by uh, Richard, uh, well, mm, written by E.W. Barrington. So this, so you can get, there's a bunch of different prints of it out there. The Iron Republic was written supposedly by a man of E.W. Barrington. And his story is extremely familiar to his. This journey to the Antarctic, because he heard of a rumor of an ice wall, finding the ice wall, looking for an opening in the ice wall that he eventually traveled through, seeing a bunch of creatures and lands that are beyond, and more and more and more. And I was like, oh, so, okay. So this guy just took this, and maybe he's just trying to package it for a modern audience, and I started looking into this. And it's wild how many believe this is also a true story. Because in 1902, it was printed in the Florida, the Florida Republic newspaper. Florida, it originally published in 1902, serialized yep. in Florida Magazine, which makes it even Florida Magazine. Better. What is that, like Sunset Magazine? So, yeah, so <laughs> it started as little things in, like Florida weekly little magazine. things it's in, so in Florida Magazine. It's so good. But it got popular enough where eventually, like, it kind of became, he kind of wrote a whole book about it. And it's about his exploration and the realization of everything. It really did convince a lot of people at the time. And even now, you can almost think of it like the War of the Worlds radio drama. As people were reading this in 1902, Uh it was mind-blowing to them. However, if you do your research, which these people truly don't do on TikTok, and I'm here to do it for you. Thank you. It's easy to discover that not only does E.W. Barrington not exist. He was not a historical figure. He wasn't real in any sense of the word. The person who wrote these things wasn't E.W. Barrington at goddamn all. All of this was created in the 1890s, 1896, I think is when the very first one was come up, where a man by the name of Richard Jameson Morgan, born in 1852, dying in 1906, wrote, uh, was a pioneering American newspaperman, congressionalist minister, lecturer, an author where he began the writings of what became the Iron Republic in 1902. Huh. The whole start of this entire thing that is blown up on TikTok, that has books about it, that is real fucking similar to other stories that are out there, Mr. Claudio, don't copy my shit. It's basically just somebody stealing a tweet. It is literally someone stealing a tweet, putting it in his own words, changing a few names and adding another character named Helen to make it, I think, more believable. But written in such... It's literally like he rebooted it with like a new character for the audience to like get them into the world. (laughs) Really, really. It really is. Feels like that. Um, And there's another book. There's a version out there that I highly recommend you grab. grab. It's called the Iron Republic Heathen Edition, uh, which I fucking love. Um, and it's just, it kind of breaks it all down, talks about it. And it talks about how, uh, in 1902, Florida magazine serialized a sci-fi novella that recounts the story presented as fact 
of J. Edward Barrington's 1890s passage through the Antarctic ice wall where he discovers, remember how I said the Ancestral Republic? Right. He discovers the Iron Republic, an ultra-modern and technologically advanced utopian society, which either fact, as fic- or either fact or fiction is a rare story that presents an ideal society and government that will make the average reader long to be a citizen of the newly discovered yes. Iron Hell Republic yes. as the breakdown to the overdue. It's just a few layers deep. You just start chipping away, asking questions like Jesse did, because I asked those same questions, and it led me on a week-long rabbit hole to discover a man, Richard Jameson Morgan, who, who existed in 1852, who is serial novella for Florida Magazine, that in, in 2023 is causing a bunch of dumb fucking millennials and Gen Z to believe this Nos Confundum con man lie bullshit written in another, like, with new names split up into multiple books by a man who just wants to make money, supposedly. It drove me fucking nuts! It drove me nuts. Sometimes I feel like Mathis like uh, has to like shoot down like a dumbass, clearly fake theory just to feel better. But about- just understand, I like this is the work I put into the alien ones. Like I put the same amount of work or more into the alien shit. So like, yeah, no doubt. When you chip away at this thing, and it quickly just de- de- starts to dis. Like when you learn that there's another story that was supposedly real, and you begin to read about it, you're like, wait, it's the same fucking story. And then you dig a little deeper, like who is this guy, E. W. Morgan or E. W. Barrington? You're like, oh, he didn't exist. Oh, there wasn't any. Oh, it was written by a dude who wrote a sci-fi novella. Why does no... So anyway, that's... I'm, it's, I, I, it's out. I'm flushed it. There's... There, like, that's what people believe. That's what's, like, taking fire right now. This flat earth, great dome, ice wall, Venusian, custodian, Draco, reptilian, Jupiter, Uranite, garbage that makes no fucking sense, has no details, and it's that shit that people believe. That's the shit that people believe. The oh, fucking- so what you're saying is you're mad that people don't believe in aliens, but they'll believe in this. No, no. Fuck you, Jesse. I'm mad people don't do their research. I'm mad people don't do their research. Because if you do the research in the aliens, you're just going to end up where I am, which is waiting for Grush's testimonial in like a week. Uh, I got to experience the greatest bit of projection in my life. Mathis, as we're waiting for you, Alex, said, and I quote, Today's episode is going to make you real mad, Jesse. And I have enjoyed the hell of it. <laughs> it's just crazy to me that these people don't do the research. Like, if I come across an alien thing, like the 12 species, the immediate thing I do is go, what? Where does this come from? And I just, you just start researching it. It drives me people, people can pick up Terra Infinita, Infinita, the second of book in a three-thing book, and just believe it based on no evidence. And if they just took a minute to do some research... You could start learning the depths of it. So if you walk away from this episode, listener, who maybe you were believing in this thing, or maybe you're on the wall of Flat Earth or the Great Ice Dome, please, please do yourself (laughs) and your own sanity a favor before you're like, I'm on board like I am with aliens. Do at least the same amount of research I would do, which is days worth, because it's important to find the truth of it. And research is work. And I know it sucks. And I know it's boring. And I know it shatters your dream reality of what you think is real. And there's no Venusians and Shiki, the giant human, ain't going to come suck your dick. But you just got to. But if you're just going to jump on fucking TikTok and push this shit. So close. You're just the the danger that you do. YouTube is not a great source of information. However, I'm not so close. However, fuck off with that. (laughs) YouTube is not a good source of information. However, 
Tick, I don't see any TikTok Senate bills going up about so, Nos Confundum's so hidden world exploration. All right, I don't see any Senate bills or go- congressional bills. It's not. Equi- it's it's, it's because it's not equitable. Let's be real. You know what I mean? Like, let's. Yeah, be but real. Jesse is pushing my buttons. Mean, he likes, me? He likes I, we all me. know. Push your buttons. We all know. Woo. We all know what's happening Woo. here. So this, I hope, was a nice like throwback to like that first batch of of Illuminati episodes where we talked about Hollow Earth and Hollow Moon. This fits right in there. And also, like, wraps in so many other conspiracy theories, so many other things that we didn't even get to touch on. Um, and if you're interested in reading it just for the fucking shit fun of it, go for it. It's a wild book. It's kind of poorly written. The grammar is terrible and the sentence and the spelling often falls apart. But what's in there is a campaign setting. And if you really want to run a cool ass pa- campaign setting, I think this book is really fucking good for that. Like, I genuinely mean it. It gives you a brief history of every world, who lives there, what they're about, why they're there, with other worlds that are left just mysterious enough that you can kind of do whatever you want with them. It is a campaign setting, and it's a fucking cool it's one. It's like the ultimate campaign setting. It really is. So if you're, also, if you're listening, you're like, hey, I wrote that shit. Dude, take your talent and go make a campaign setting. I'll buy it. I play D&D. It's a fucking cool world. Just do something with it other than be an idiot. Stop being stupid and be stupid like me, not stupid like you. Can you imagine if we could buy Terra Infinita as like a, as like a <laughs> franchise, the Chuluminati? Chuluminati's Terra Infinita campaign? Our official, our official conspiracy theory? Oh my God. I would, okay. I don't know how we can make that work. I know I just insulted you a bunch, dude, who wrote the book, but seriously, that could be cool as shit. A Terra Infinita campaign setting for D&D? Fucking awesome. Anyway, we got to go do a mini so That was an hour and a half of... That was- the best hour and a half we've done. Flushing in, this out of my brain. I want to say the entirety of this is show. Nothing has been better. I haven't, this is my favorite episode. Maybe just being gone. Wow. Maybe just being gone for so long. Oh, thank you. I'm going to let you know, this is the best thing we've ever done. I've never been so happy. You're just happy to be back. Yeah. Yeah, you're just happy to be back for sure. I'm happy it's done. All right. I can forget this now. Uh, if you want to read the, uh, the other stuff, I read a bit. I, re- I didn't read a bunch of it, but I read a bit of the Iron Republic, the 1902 serialized stuff way better read uh it's way more enjoyable go check it out none of this stuff is real the earth is round space is we have things in space the iss is real it's not sound <laughs> when you get to the point where the conspiracy needs millions of people to cooperate to keep it secret then you have a problem you've you've you biff, you biffed it and if you're like wait aliens do that no it leaks all the time no one just believes the leaks okay so what? we're done <laughs> we're wrapping up we're moving. I'm not talking about government leaks, Jesse. I'm not talking about civilian leaks. Right, right. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the yeah. finale of uh, Giuseppe LaRosa's current story arc is Let's today. Let's go, Giuseppe's and end. We saved this for you, Jesse. We didn't do God. any Greenstone while you were gone. We're, I'm excited. You didn't miss anything. Je- it's like you Alex, never left. where can people go to listen uh, to my decompression of this episode and also the end of Giuseppe LaRosa's story? The, cur- the current story arc. Let's be real. It's not, the, it's not the end of his whole story. Not by a long shot. Not even close, but if you want to hear it, go to patreon.com slash Pod, the place where all your dreams come true. It's true. And we'll have to do a mini-sode next week. Alex has the range. We won't spoil what it is. I think Alex has taken over next week, I think. We'll have to figure it out exactly, but look for an episode from me soon. I think you already said what it was, but... It may, may have, be, but yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, either way, look for it soon. All right, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much. We're off to do a mini-sode. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Anyway... Me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.